Season 2, Episode 7. Shazam Shkow. Shazam Welcome, everyone, to episode, uh, what are we, episode seven of season two of the Juggalo Rewind podcast. My name is Peter, and as always, I'm here with Chris. Chris, what's going on? Oh, just about to get all spooky up in this place. (laughs) Some backwards black magic coming your way. But (laughs) that spooky sound in the background is our special guest. First guest of the year, as a matter of fact, and uh, he's a repeat offender. First time dealing with Chris in person, but he is, as we call him, Jiggles, you dead homie. What is up, my friend? Just getting spooky. You can call me spooky, you dead Jiggles. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not, but that's okay. That's okay is that spelled fo- forwards or backwards? It's everything that I say is spelled backwards. We should put out this entire episode backwards. <laughs> That'd be so hilarious. <laughs> if you want to listen to it, you gotta you gotta download it, download it and flip, flip it over. This is a good idea. With it backwards, at least. Yeah. <laughs> All right, pencil that in backwards. <laughs> it's officially on the notes. All right. Uh, before we get too deep into it, uh, if you want to follow us, as always, at Juggalo RWD. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. If you're not following, you're missing out, right, Chris? You put some some bangers out there in the past couple weeks. Yeah, we had the, the little Mercer 2A fun. We need some other <laughs> nonsense, hopefully spurred from today's uh, session. We get something funny we can grow with because that was a good time. Yeah, there's going to be something growing from this one. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, last week. <laughs> In the wet underwear, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, website, juggalorewind.com. Email us, like our homie Jiggles did, at juggalorwd at the Gmail. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube. Where do you listen to us, Mr. Jiggles? Uh, Podbean. Mm, really? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah it's it's got a nice... Uh platform to it i like the way everything is laid out on there downloads i'm having trouble with my apple music lately like it doesn't keep a download and i found uh everyone's uh, everything i found is like the same thing like you download it at the beginning of the day and literally 24 hours later they wipe your downloads so what's the point of downloading it you know it's not like podbean doesn't do that well then i'll have to start using that Listen to that, everyone. Go, go to Podbean. I, check it out. I, I am not being paid by Podbean. <laughs> I, in fact, this is not we, in a fact, <laughs> The exact opposite. We pay Podbean. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, that's the basics. Everyone knows all that. We're in season two of the Juggalo Rewind, where we dig back deep 
into the Juggalo archives and go track by track and dissect and interpret and do all kinds of spooky shit. Right, Chris? We got a lot of interpreting to do on this one. Oh, we do. <laughs> I hope you have your genius. <laughs> I hope you have your genius notes ready. I do. I, I did not. I did not pull up uh, A to Z lyrics. Try pull that up just. To that, see if there's oh, <laughs> That's going to be a funny one. Please, please pull that up just for kicks. Um, so while you're doing that, let's uh, remind everyone who our friend the Jiggle Man is. Can you give us the a quick? <laughs> a quick description of yourself and why we've brought you aboard on this week. Male, 40s, uh, married, kids. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah. That good? Okay. That's good uh, enough. That's, that's five, enough. Five, 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 ten, uh, 165, uh, gray hair, beard. Uh, that's a lie. You don't have hair. <laughs> You're, I, think, I, I thought you shaved it. Uh, yeah, a little uh, bit. I thought you were the... Uh, Thought you were the Steve Austin, uh, the bald look. Oh no, no, no! I keep it pretty, pretty, sh- pretty close, but no, it's there and it's gray, very gray. No, um, people have probably heard me before. Um, probably on your podcast. Hopefully, they've heard me on your podcast. Otherwise, what the hell are you doing listening to this one? Go back and listen to the earlier stuff first, and then come back and listen to this one. That's true. Um, and then while you're at it, listen to ICP with Wheat and listen to Juggalo Judgment and listen to Dim Carnival because I've been all those places too because they're all good homies. And I love doing podcasts. I love doing Juggalo podcasts. It's a lot of fun. I like diving deep and digging into this crazy weird music that we all are for some reason obsessed with because um, we're <laughs> big dumb nerds. And I love every second of it. It's very true. Been in Juggalo uh, for over 20 years. And. Oof. It's it's a wild ride. Um, and I was going to save this till the end, but since I have it or we're talking about it now, like you were the first person to reach out to us uh, when we put up our first episodes. So uh, definitely want to thank you for doing that. Like you, uh, you kind of bring together. I know you joke about it, but like you do bring together. You're like the thread of all the other podcasts, you know, so uh, I do what I can. We, we appreciate it. I can't, you take, share. I can't take all the credit, but I will certainly uh, take some. Well, like right away, like you shared with us your, uh, you know, just your first email. Me and Chris are like, oh, some random juggalo emailing us. This is interesting. And then you're like, I have a spreadsheet. And we're like, oh, yes, here we go. This is our boy right here. So right off the bat, that, was, yeah. uh, that, that worked in your favor to become our friend. So. Congratulations. Obsess about your nerdy uh, fandoms enough and it will eventually pay off. It does. Uh, Let's see. All right. Anyways, let's uh, fuck with the black magic, man. (laughs) Things get get spooky. Things get scary. Things get messed up. You know, the the clocks all stop at 12. uh, Neighborhood dogs bark and, uh, you know, shit flies off your shelves. My dog's so crazy. I want them to start talking to me. Yeah, <laughs> I came down and my Dan House and uh, micro brawler fell. It was very spooky. My Michael Myers Funko Pop was laying on the ground too over here. It was a little scary. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right, enough of that. Let's get into the. Uh, the, 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 the beef. Wait, what? What was that? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, we are here to talk about the seventh track on Tales from the Lotus Pod. We are talking Black Magic. Right, Chris? Is that the name of the song? Or, as some people like to call it, Kablik Sibake. 
This now, one is not okay. untitled, by the way. Now, okay, explain to me why is this not untitled? Well, because this one is the official single, which, as we get into it, this is a very strange track to put the single out on, you know? Usually you want to get radio-friendly. This one doesn't really do it for you. But if you went to InsaneClownPosse.com in June of 2001, they dropped a little Hinsky of the single coming. And then on the date was... June 29th, 5 p.m. 2001, Dark Lotus, the darkest, most controversial, most mysterious, most anticipated psychopathic <laughs> records release ever, featuring E. Oh, not Esham. Twisted Blaze, your dead homie, and Mars. And they say it's called Black Magic with the link to download. So, Psychopathic officially named this Black Magic. So, it's the only track with a real name on the entire album. The so, um, then, so you're officially no, saying family has a real name because it was on a comp. We're getting ahead of oh, ourselves. Okay. But, right. That's well, two. what about the three that were on the psychopathic sampler and they said the name of it before oh, each they, one? Did they say the name? I don't remember. Yes. Oh, you're okay. right. We even played well, that clip earlier. Uh, I heard Holy myself. Bob, that was the other one. Uh, and call upon your gods. Yeah. Okay. So those because all I'm pretty sure Blaze does it because it sounds like his voice just slowed down a little bit, and then it goes into the Blaze sampler where Jay does that little intro. Right. So, so there goes Chris's theory about everything being untitled. Well, you didn't call me out yeah. earlier in the season when well, I was doing it. I'm doing it now. Well, doing it now. Well, <laughs> four songs have titles. Yes. So and we could assume um, the intro is called intro because it always is. <laughs> Yes. This next thing you know, you're going to tell me that this isn't really a uh, uh, what do you call it? What do you call this CD, Chris? The uh, 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 experimental. Uh, it's a uh, co- uh, concept album. Concept album. Yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah. And th- this this song plays right into it as we get we'll get into it. <laughs> we're just opening oh the book. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's open the book here and talk about how the producer on this track, Mike E. Clark. I don't think Wait, that's oh, a... Oh, uh, shit. Oh, shit. Here comes Florida Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Man, he could, he saved the day here. We do that at the end of this. We don't do it at the beginning of this. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I always forget it, and then you... Then. <laughs> yeah, you fucked it. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> well, if you want to jump right into that, we can. That's okay. Oh, no. Go ahead. Okay. I want to talk about Mike Clark. All right, okay, producer, Mike, Mike, Mike E. Clark. Um, Does he have the Gangsta Fun band with him when he's doing this, you think, or is that just a solo no. project? No, Gangsta Fun is a ska band from Detroit. I, can't, yeah. I can't handle both of you at the same time. This is Yeah, they were totally a ska band. To. The, the singer just recently did a, a collab with uh, Suicide Machines. I wonder if a uh, co- friend of the pod, Cousin Aaron, knows about them, because he drugged me to a few ska local ska shows it was probably gangster fun they were uh like they were the the big band back in the uh like the late 80s early 90s for that area look at you schooling us on detroit music i went to see the toasters and watched a bunch of white white folks try to do the ska dance looking very funny (laughs) right they always do (laughs) are you two done no, go ahead. No. Sorry. <laughs> We're not done. We're talking about Ska. This is very important. It's Ska Lotus. <laughs> Ska Lotus. There's a remix I want to hear. Yeah. 
um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go anymore. We know that this is Mike Clark, A, because our homie Jiggles told us, and B, because they call it out at the end of the song, which we'll get to momentarily. (sighs) Time on this track. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Four minutes and 57 seconds. And not a second wasted in that. No, it's uh, it's packed in tight, and it works. Yeah, there's no no breathing in the song. There's no rest. There's no Jay just... wandering on for the outro for 40 minutes. <laughs> well, there is, but it's backwards, so it sounds more involved than it actually is. <laughs> Does that take time off of it? Does that mean like time goes backwards on the track? <laughs> this track's actually six minutes. In the track. <laughs> <laughs> if you reverse everything, somehow it slows it down, and then the track gets longer. We're gonna wind up in a time warp, Magic. just continuously listening to the song. That's it's, my it's hell. Witchcraft. It's magic. Yeah, you never know. Uh, as we've alluded to already, uh, this was the first single that they released digitally on uh, ICP's website, and it brought much joy to the community. <laughs> right? Ba- the community that on- was able to download it on a dial-up uh, internet. I yeah, remember downloading I'm not, it. I'm sure it took me like an hour. I probably started before I went to school and got home and listened to it. <laughs> yeah. On that 56.6. <laughs> I did not download it. I didn't have internet at the time. Well, I might have, but I don't think I downloaded it. I don't think I heard any of it until the album came out. That's the way to listen to it. Fresh, yeah. headphones, that's how they want it. Yep. I'm usually, I'm usually on board not hitting singles, but something like this where they you know promoted it. It draws me in. I guess everyone drops singles before their albums now, but there's just so much music that when I see all the new singles, I'm like, I'm just waiting for the album now. But back then, yeah, this was like a moment watching that single drop. And yet you still bought the CD. <laughs> yeah, both both of them. Both of them. <laughs> so they released it twice. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> is that, is that our gimmick? <laughs> I'm noticing a theme here, guys. Uh, as a matter of fact the next two cds we do may also have been released twice (laughs) so well that's neither here nor there we don't know where to find an album that has one single issue than covers the versions that's also that's a rarity uh you you guys picked the the two most convoluted possible albums to cover in your first and second seasons here was that by design did you guys just be like we really need to have stretch this out and have a lot of, to talk about. So let's grab the two most fucked up albums that they ever put out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, that's a good question. I, I don't Why did we pick Lotus second? I think just because it had a little bit of everybody. Yeah, right? I think that. And then when we went to Fright Fest and like seen it live, we're like, oh, fuck, this should be the next album. Like, I don't know. I think it yeah, organically just came to that. And I didn't, I didn't even realize how convoluted and, you know, messed up it is until we dove into it. I just assumed it was like an album they put out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it does make sense that none of this was done at the same time. And, yeah. and then, you know, different versions, different groups, different. I remember that part, but definitely not the three different recording sessions. Yeah. The other weird part that we've like kind of alluded to with Most Tasteless and this, I've been listening to like tracks. You know what I mean? Like, OK, we're going to talk about Black Magic. I'm going to listen to that a couple times. I haven't listened to like the whole CD together to like get how you know cohesive or not it is so i really do need to take time for that um i will say that this one is more cohesive than most tasteless i think so too at least so far going through it 
As jumbled as really, it flows better to me. Yeah, there's only there's two parts on the album I think that kind of drop a little bit and it kind of jars you and takes you out of it a bit. I think it's maybe it's maybe it's bad rap, but definitely uh, like I want to die and the crows like towards the end. It's just like it kind of I don't know the whole vibe kind of changes and it feels really weird and then it picks up at the end again. What about the two hiccups of like and we danced and bitch I'm sexy like oh, you, just have, oh. you, have this, you have this dark ass CD and then just blips of we danced as a party in there we danced as a dark come on they're in a graveyard there's necrophilia there's ghosts I mean come on it, that is one of the darkest sickest tracks on here I think I've went opposite that the, the songs that I thought were dark are actually sexy like the other two I think this <laughs> that's where I've gone so far this. <laughs> On this re-listen, yeah. Jay tried as hard as he could to make the entire album sexy. Yeah, <laughs> he's representing the whole time. He was rocking that visor back then. He's like, I feel, I don't feel good, but I look good in this visor. Oh yeah, his hair was flowing. <laughs> Very nice. The last thing I have in my notes, and Chris, I don't know if we save this anywhere. Black Magic was the song that. Jamie Madrox mentioned either in an interview or online that he was listening to this song and a swarm of bees attacked him. So, Straight up Tommy Boy style? Yeah. <laughs> Your weapons are useless against him. <laughs> Son, uh, roll around. Jamie, roll around on the ground. Forget that. I'm starting to swell up. Save yourself. Don't be the hero. Frank, allergic to bees? Me too. They're huge and they're sting crazy. We'll come back later and check on you. Yeah, in a while. Save yourself. Your firearms are useless against them. (laughs) Come on. Like, are we going to... Do we have to dive into this again? Or, well... We have our friend Jiggles here. Why don't you uh, talk about the, your belief in all of this? Um, like the, the, the gimmick side of it. Do you do you like that they bring all this up? You know, the whole don't say the songs the right way or you'll get spooked and like bees yeah. attacked us and there's a ghost. Like you're into it or oh, do you I, think it's too much? No, I, I love it. I mean, it's absolutely, it's, it's all shtick. Of course it is. But... The fact that they are so dedicated to this stick, to the gimmick of it, I love that. I mean, you, it, they're selling a product, and they are selling it one hundred percent. Just like the Dark Carnival, the the whole Joker's what? card thing, they sell that so hard that they almost you almost think they believe it themselves. That's how you got to. <laughs> that's how you got to be to push your to push your product. So you got to really be dedicated. And I love that they throw in all the all the crazy stories and the you know, don't listen to it in the dark or don't, you know, drive when you're listening to it. Be careful. And, you know, I was reading that flyer that you guys sent me. Yeah. I was just cracking up reading that to my wife. I was like, yes, this is why I loved these guys so much back in the day, because it's so over the top. It's, it's entertainment. Sometimes I think they believe their own bullshit. Maybe. And I, I don't know the line of that. And maybe it was just like our ages, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where that point came, but sometimes I'm like, 
is it really all their gimmick or do they truly believe some of this shit? And uh, I don't know. Who's to say? Maybe they did. Maybe they still do. I don't know. I think Jay 100% believes though, some of the paranormal stuff. I mean, the story well, starts about uh, ghosts seeing in his house when he's a kid and all yeah. that. I think Harvey Kenny's he and he believes always, that will happen. He always maintains that some of the best ICP songs came to him from the Dark Carnival and he didn't write them. And he just, you know, they recorded so, the songs and then he woke up the next day and was like, oh my God, this song is amazing. Where did that come from? After so many times of saying that, it, it's really hard to to imagine that he doesn't actually believe that in some way. I'm sure plenty of artists do, though, in some way or form. You hear people say they were like, I woke up and just started scribbling these notes and like came up with a song. Like He's just doing there, it with, just with more theatrics behind his, right. his stories. There, there's definitely some truth to that, because most of my songs that I've written, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you you know, what the motivation behind it was. I mean, I might be able to tell you, hey, I remember when I wrote this, but I don't remember why I wrote it or where the inspiration came from. It's just, you know, it's almost like you pluck it out of the ether, you know? Mm-hmm. The the art is there and it's just, it needs to be cultivated by somebody. It needs to be put to paper or put to to recording. Or it's just all uh, bullshit. Yeah, either way. <laughs> either way. Either way, the gimmick is great. I, I am sold on the gimmick. I love it. And it, I think it makes the album that more epic, especially as I was saying earlier, there's so much music now where I'll listen to something each week comes out and by next Friday, I forgot it came out and it was a yeah. great album, but I'm like this, that built the story, built it up, the excitement. And even afterwards, you're listening to it. It made yeah. it that much more epic. Well, it was so, so different when it came out too, because you were anticipating it. You knew it was coming. You had no idea what it was going to be like. When it finally dropped, you get this CD, the case is blank there. All it is is a cross on the front and some pyramids on the inside and some hieroglyphs that may or may not be real. And, <laughs> And then you've just got the music and you just, it was so different then to physically pay money for a product and buy it and listen to it and live with it for so long. And music didn't come out the way it does now. You couldn't just grab your phone and just be like, oh, what's the hot new singles this week? It was, you know, whatever's on the radio and then whatever you bought and paid for. So you consumed music at a slower pace and you lived with things for a lot longer. I remember listening to this album nonstop. It was like the only thing I listened to for months i really really just devoured the whole thing it's like uh it's like us in wrestling when we were kids right like it's it came at such a slower pace that you could watch wrestlemania 10 on vhs a million times now it's like oh, yeah. there's a million things hitting you at once and you just you can't take it all there's away. like a wall where you remember every pay-per-view what was on it and then all of a sudden you're like i don't know anything from the past you know, how many years because you just hit that wall <laughs> also because we don't watch it because it's terrible but True, that's but. that's another story that's, that's another a different podcast, podcast. <laughs> a different podcast. <laughs> also of note and we'll talk about this this song only has four members only four petals of the lotus have made this um you know it's because like unlike what chris said ishan was not on this song that's true <laughs> although he, he may um, have he may have been at one point <laughs> maybe know. he was supposed to this was. I, I imagine this was recorded around the, before Bizarre Bizarre. It had to have been before yeah. Bizarre Bizarre. This feels like one of the very first track for sure. Yeah, like after Echo Side, probably around the same time as Blink. Um, there's one other song in this album, uh, The Crows, that was probably recorded around the same time because there's only four members. It's a Mike Clark track. I have no uh, proof for this, but my theory is this is what Jay showed 
Mars when he found out Mars was into the occult and was like, hey, this is like what we're doing. And Mars like, oh, I know all the real shit because this definitely is like they're just throwing shit out there. Where I think he showed this to Mars in my mind, and Mars like, oh, I could give you the real yeah. like chance and crazy shit. And he's like, oh, but but let's but, bring didn't, this guy but didn't Jump Steady bring back a bunch of books from uh, Afghanistan <laughs> or Iraq or something? A bunch of wasn't that one of the stories? Brought- wasn't that on the sampler? <laughs> Yeah, he also brought back the uh, like the sand from underneath the, the Sphinx <laughs> or something. No, that was, uh, yeah. uh, Twisted brought back a stone from the pyramid and they put it in the studio. They said and stuff started uh, floating around. When did Twisted go? When to did Egypt? they ever? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they went to an Egyptian restaurant in Ann Arbor, but they didn't go to Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. They, they went with Kyle Cochran and stole the bricks when he started building the mass from. <laughs> So anyways all right uh <laughs> real quick before our uh first session is up here chris do you want to do your little uh your gimmick here oh yeah so you know i i, I struggle with this one and we're, we kind of jumped into this one quick but this is actually uh brought to us i didn't even say what we're doing here we're doing the booski of the week I'm done. I ain't got no beer, man. I'm on a brewski, huh? And a boosky. Toss me beer. Dog, we ain't got no fucking beer for it, Joe. I just, whoop, so. <laughs> this is just a This is I'm a cold one. Yo, alright, man. We ain't got no fucking beer for it, Joe. Stop it. Jesus. You don't have to lean into the camera. Like, this is not a visual uh, podcast. I like those old men taking pictures for their Facebook photos. <laughs> you guys have the you guys have the skit. You don't need to reenact it. Don't stop him. He does that. It's fine. So this one brought to you by the co-host of the podcast. Peter found this one, and uh, I did not go out to find one this week. So luckily, this kind of fits because, as I've said, this is a concept album, and the narrator of this album is Mr. Joe Bruce, Violent J himself. So we have Robert the Bruce, uh, Three Floyd, <laughs> Scottish style. Oh, it's a little dark in the studio over here. I kept the extra spooky. And this one is uh, enjoy the smooth, elegant experience of the finest roasted malts in this robust ale and this is from bear with me folks monster indiana <laughs> that seems very random but yes. uh all yeah. the way from indiana a little scottish ale from uh robert the bruce he's riding a horse conquering probably demons as he left the pyramids and unleashed all the evilness he's like bruce campbell and army of darkness just taking them all out so we're gonna crack this boy open and uh enjoy a little scottish ale as we discuss voodoo and black magic indiana ale scottish indiana is that? <laughs> or, uh, i mean gary indiana is pretty spooky so i don't yeah. know does uh or jay and uh, jump study have any scottish in them i wonder if uh well jay no, sure. does have polish in them i heard him say which got me super excited they do have red hair so yeah they're from somewhere over there i bet he well, is i i have a drink in honor of the song it's a vanilla chai black tea Mm. Hmm. Well, it that is. It's early. It's it's early it in the black night. In the title. Early in the night in your neck of the woods, so uh, you can't That's be about seven o'clock. Are you Too a, late for uh, pound coffee? Are you uh, are you a drinker there, Jiggles? Um, you know, I used to be an occasional. Um, I have abstained for uh, four or five months now. 
I just, I don't know. I don't know what made me ask. It seems like you never, it seems like you're not the type. So I didn't know. Um, well, you know, until uh, November of last year, I uh, was, a let's say, a, a, a weekly drinker, a weekend drinker. Um, but then it got to the point where, uh, you know, it was pulling at me. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't mean to touch on anything. I was just... it's, it's not a touchy subject at all. It's just you know. I I recognize that. You know. I just realized that this isn't doing what I want it to do. You know. I just didn't want that anymore. And I'm like, you know, waking up. You know, stomach feeling like shit. And I'm just like, you know, I don't think I'm gonna drink for a little while. And well, it's been four, almost five months. And I don't know. Whatever. Good job. I'm I'm behind you. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, on that well, note, I'm, well, I'm I'm here. I'm by myself. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I'm I'm not judging you. It's just not for me anymore. I have my no, bottle right now. <laughs> I got my same nice, bottle. Uh, same bottle as last two weeks. Yeah. So, so plastic start to bleed into that water. No, as long as you don't leave it like <laughs> in the heat. You know, it's it's yeah. fine. I, I wash off the rim every once in a while, so that there's no you know. <laughs> Just every once in a while. Yeah, only when there's something there that's gross. Right, that you, that you can see. <laughs> exactly. That's a, <laughs> legitimately, that's the case. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've I kinda, feel a little bougie here with my brand new bottle of uh, Kirkland purified water. Kirkland. <laughs> Fancy, man. Buying water and tossing the bottle. Right? Just toss it Isn't right. Isn't that surrounded across. by the Green Lakes, you know, even though we had poison water in michigan so <laughs> yeah ironically we have all yeah. the freshest water around us and then the most poisonous mm-hmm. water right in the middle yeah right <laughs> that's okay all right we've uh talked enough nonsense you want to get right into it right into this interlude of a track i mean uh track number seven <laughs> it's a story narrated by joseph bruce <laughs> intro of this song hmm Oh, yeah. Violent J. Like Just, I said, he's the narrator, so it makes sense. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I don't have a no, problem. It's, 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 it's J to love. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he starts with his little intro, and uh, it's all backwards. Um, black magic, witch doctors, sorcerers, it's magic, magicians, magic, it's magic, and witchcraft. If you listen to it in reverse, just the way he says it is so funny. It's witchcraft, magicians. Yeah. <laughs> you just visualize him like standing by the microphone, like one at a time. <laughs> it's like when I was doing the intros to the Witch season. Doctors. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. I tried to do that all at once uh, for the beginning of our episodes, and it just it did not work. It sounded like that, and. <laughs> We all learn. Wait, you mentioned about uh, Jamie Madrox's story about the song. Yes. He had told uh, a story. It was on the hotline, about, mm. probably on the Twisted Hotline. Um, 
about how he was listening to the song in his car and a swarm of bees flew in the window and stung the shit out of him. No. Because of this, he claims, I do not listen to that song in my car no more. No fucking way. Nope. He was watching Tommy Boy that night. I was like, that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's bees! Bees! You really think he's bumping his own CD in his car? Why not? It's a banger. Yeah. I I listen to my own music. I'm just asking. I don't know. (laughs) Um... Anyway, uh, as as, a, as the dead homie Blaze once said, he rides around bumping Great Malinka Most Tasteless in his first EP. In his so. first EP, bitch. That's true. That's right, because <laughs> it's a banger. Are you two done? Can we move on? Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the jug of dad of the community. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm, I'm usually the dad. I'm throwing it back at you now. <laughs> Verse number one. I don't even know how you call this a verse, but it is uh, the first verse. It's uh, all four members mm, bouncing kind of. random words back and forth. I don't know. Who wants to dig into any of this? Uh, well, it's technically it's Monoxide, Shaggy, and Madrox. Violent J has the reverse. reverse words that are thrown in that he that he you know edited in later. So the verse <laughs> is actually performed by Twisted and Shaggy. Thank you. Um <laughs> And they're not entirely random because they rhyme. So there was some thought behind it. Who do you think wrote these? <laughs> um, I think the majority of the song was written by Violet J. I don't know. I get some, uh, I get a little bit of Madrox vibes on it, but I think uh, Violet J probably wrote the whole song and just had, uh, had the boys uh, perform it just like with Echo Side. Because Echo Side was done the same way. It was the, the four of them just alternating words and lines. And I think that was the idea, probably, because that was the first Dark Lotus song. This would have been in that first batch of Dark Lotus songs. Yeah. So I think that was probably the idea that they were going for. I, I Yeah, hard to make any real songs that way, though. So I imagine it makes sense that they would start that way. But like, this is not going to yeah. work for well. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You, well, unless you're the Beastie Boys and you're really good at it. True. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of almost I know it was before the time of them doing this, but like it almost feels like a Jay solo song and he, but maybe it's cause he wrote it, but I wonder, yeah. did he perform it? Like, does he have a, or had a copy of this, just all him. And then they're like, yeah, hey, let's, let's sprinkle in hey, here and there. So probably I, I, there's enough evidence of demos. Um, like there's some demos from uh, bizarre, bizarre and great Malenko and then the the Blaze album, Gangs, Gang Rags, with uh, some of the songs that Jay wrote. And he performed the whole damn thing over the beat and then had somebody go in and replace his lyrics. Same with Zug Island. Yeah, release the Zug edit on somebody's hard drive. There is a Zug Island album that has Violent Jay singing the whole thing, and I want it. There's one that has Rude um, Boy singing it. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll die on that. Uh, there's probably one with Vinny from Sponge on it too. I'll oh man, you'll do something about that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this this absolutely probably started as a demo that Jay had that he recorded with Mike Clark and then brought it in and said, "This is this is Dark Lotus. This is what this needs to be. You guys do these vocals." And that was probably one of the early early concepts for the for the project before they went in and started creating new songs where everybody was inputting material the only difference or the only reason why i don't 
know if that's the case, is that if he truly wrote the two verses, there's a different feel to him. Like the second one, which we'll get into in a minute, has a cohesiveness to it, where this one is just like words. You know what I mean? Like, unless someone wants to tell me that all of these tell a story, like, please do so. But I, I feel this uh, is for, this is the way first more. First word is not even a word, I don't think. I tried Googling Huragoon. I'm like, that sounds Huragoon. cool. There is nothing anywhere that. Uh, it's, it's, that like Hocus, it's like Hocus Pocus. It's how, like Shazam. It's, how do you sing it when you sing it to yourself? Huragoon. Do you say that? Like, I don't think I do. Huragoo? Yeah. Huragoo? <laughs> Dude, them dogs don't do that, do they? <laughs> I think I say, like, hula hoo. I don't think I say huragoon. A la zool. A la Feed the rats. A la Skin the cats. I think that part sounds cool, though. All the little shit they throw in at the... Oh, yeah. It's, it's absolute nonsense, but it sounds cool as hell. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm oh, listening. I think we lost him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just um, listening to you two. This is your episode. I'm just he the moderator. Left the chat. I'm the moderator. So, <laughs> see, I, 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 I'm, I'm getting a story here. So they're chanting. They're chanting the hoorah goo, and they're you know feeding rats, skinning cats. They're meditating. On <laughs> they're it. feeding they're rats. They're skinning cats. They're, they're skinning cats. <laughs> they're castrating each other. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's better than what they were doing to each other on End We Danced. We were really doing anything to each other. Jay was just jacking off to all of them, getting down. Right, watching Shaggy. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure, I'm sure they're friends. It's probably consensual. Yeah, yeah, totally. They're friends. The, the, the devil's watching. Consensual. The devil's watching. Yeah, that oh. part's creepy. Yeah, that part's hella creepy. I love when Madras goes. Dig, Salomon, dig, dig. That part sounds super yeah. cool. And then the next line is dig your grave. Yeah, that's the part that sticks with me yeah. out of all of it. I think that's yeah. the line. Well, this, this whole verse is, I mean, it's dope. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. It is just kind of words that rhyme, words that sound spooky or sound like they have some kind of mystical thing to them. And then, well, and then castrate. Um, <laughs> but just the way it's all thrown together, it's kind of stream of consciousness, uh, abstract poetry kind of thing and, and it it does kind of feel like like witchcraft like a, a chanting of a casting spell or something it has that feel to it whether or not that's where it actually came from or it's just random shit that violent jay came up with could be either one either way it sounds cool and it uh, kind of sets the vibe i have a new the theory the song i have a new theory in my head i think they were all sitting together at like a pajama party all late at night in a circle and one Round of them on his belly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of them would throw out a word and the other one would try to throw out a rhyming word they'd just be like vortex vomit vultures treasures like that, that just to see if they could catch yeah. each other off guard and then they giggled like schoolgirls and played shoots and ladders that's my new that's theory very possible i'm sticking that's to very it. possible i still think jay wrote the whole thing but i like that theory well, <laughs> I, I agree though. It does feel like uh, like it, he's influenced by spells or chants, but like, yeah, it's just a bunch of random words. But like sitting back, listening to it, like closing your eyes in the dark, headphones on, like I visualize some sort of thing to it. Like even though it's yeah, not telling like you a story, yeah, like there's a coven of witches in the woods and they're casting a spell or something. It's just a, that it has that vibe to it. 
Yeah, regardless sure. of what the actual words are. All right. Um, so then we so get. You think, to, oh, you think God, Solomon is uh, King Solomon? You think it's the old king from the Bible? Is oh, that it's a, Solomon uh, Grundy. <laughs> born on a born on a Sunday. Don't they? I, I thought. Well, they do mention it again later, but it's a, the exact same line, right? I'm just curious. Like, yeah, whoever wrote that. What made him pull that name? And like, what, yeah. what was their re- frame of reference when they pulled that? Yeah, out? I don't know. But Jay's contributions to this verse, uh, on the finished product of it, anyways, um, are three lines that he says back that are in reverse. The first one he just says death. The second one is hit me, and yeah, then the third one it. is <laughs> the third one. No, he's playing blackjack. <laughs> that, that was going to be the name of the song and then they said no black magic sounds cooler um, and then the, the final line at the end of the verse is reversed and it says the devil's watching alright and you guys uh, are, you're into the reverse lyrics you think that that's cool Like, uh, I'll the, tell you this it was hard as hell to find a way to to flip them over back in the day oh, yeah, when the album came out it was like, I mean, if you, maybe if you if you if it was on cassette, you could play it backwards. But at the time, it was CD. It didn't come out on cassette. It was just CD. You can't really play a CD backwards. You can on a computer if you rip it and then you know have the right software to play it backwards. But I didn't have that shit back then. Yeah. The no. only way I was able to reverse it was uh, my roommate had Fruity Loops on his computer, and so I sampled Alibaba onto Fruity Loops cut up just the parts that were in reverse and then flipped them and was able to just listen to those little snippets. But that took me like all day to, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. I wasn't I mean, doing some that. It's anticlimactic when you hear it finally, but it's yeah, it, it, it cool is. when it pops up in there. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I actually heard all of it back, back masks until, uh, I don't know, years later, I think uh, somebody on Fagal Lovers or Real Juggalos, something like that. Uh, had mp3 files of all the reverse messages i think it gets overdone a little bit but i understand that it like gives a vibe or a sound but throughout the cd i feel like it's a crutch that they rely on a little too much but that's my Eh, this is really the only song that it's really overused in i don't there's a few moments in other songs like Alibaba, which just it those just sound cool. It's just like one or one or two words are in there. This right. one I think is the only one to my memory that has like full two verses much. there. Yeah, backwards. I, it's a little it's a little much, but it does sound cool. And Echo Side had that that whole chorus was in reverse. Right. And, I mean, it just makes sense that that was you know this is basically Echo Side, except Echo Side tells a more cohesive story mm. kind of, and this one is quite a bit more random and off the cuff. And they're both literally on the bottom of my list of <laughs> Dark Lotus songs. Come on, but, man. Um, Before keep, we move ahead to verse two, if we're, if we're getting... Uh, just a little A to Z lyric. Uh, okay. Oh, boy. I'm back. I'm okay. back. He's back. He's back. So they say hoorah cool instead of hoorah goo or whatever. Hoorah and at the very, cool. <laughs> hoorah. Do the cool joke. The best at the very end it says a lot of wicked spirits rave. So you're just seeing all these ghosts raving. <laughs> oh, they, they got glow sticks. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like the Transformers movie when they're all partying. <laughs> when they're in the cartoon. <laughs> That's what I Oh man. Okay, oh, well, yeah. we can't jump into the second verse because we have a chorus by Violent J and a 
post-chorus. Not only does the man have an intro and the verse and a chorus, he has a post-chorus. So Post-chorus, that's what it's called. I don't know why it's called post-chorus. It's not really a thing. Well, we'll have to uh, ask ask the man, uh, Mr. Mustard, yeah. if he uh, you know took care of this. Um, I don't hate the chorus. You know, it's uh, it's at least cohesive. You know, it tells a little bit of a story. Yeah, it's like, a bit repetitive and well, yeah, it kind of draws on, but it's all right. It's like His flow is cool out though, the way like black is magic, like it all builds up yeah. with the yeah. beat as well. And uh, it's just about like warding off the spirits. Is that the right. in agreement of that? So he's. And all the verses are bringing the spirits, and then now Jay mm-hmm. is being the hero. He's and warding them off. Warding them off. Yeah. It's like Bruce Campbell, I told you. <laughs> Joseph Bruce Campbell. Joseph Bruce Campbell. Wasn't, yeah, that, wasn't that on Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> the before and after category? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called, before and after. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, um, real quick. Uh, nothing's real quick. Hats off to Mike Clark. No, nothing is real quick. Hats off to Mike Clark. This is probably one of the most interesting uh, instrumental tracks on this album. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's definitely the one of the most interesting and kind of experimental. Not really your typical, you know, hip hop beat. It's got a really spooky vibe, and there's just a lot of different change ups to it, and a lot of weird spookiness in the background. And they so, like, like we said that's what makes it work is the beat helps all like, like you said, there's uh, experimental, there's no story, abstract poetry, as you called it. Right. Yeah. I think right. that matches for sure. The beat helps, helps it guide along. Yeah. And I, yeah, I give all of that to, to Mikey Clark uh, matching the, the music and the lyrics. And you guys were talking a few weeks ago about what role the producer plays mm. for an ICP album or any psychopathic album. And I think for ICP anyways, only two people had that role of an actual producer. And that was Mike Clark and Mike P. Anybody else I've ever worked with that made beats, all they are is either somebody who makes the beat or an engineer. Nobody produced Fearless Fred Fury. Nobody sat there the whole time and said, okay, guys, let's, you know, build this into the chorus here, or let's, you know, bring this part back, or let's take this part out. Nobody was doing that for this. Mikey Clark took an active role in everything that he did, except maybe the Tempest. And Mike P took a very active role in uh, Shangri-La. And that's why, that's why there's a noticeable difference with that album and all the ones before and after it's his production style, because he was there the whole time with them from start to finish building mm-hmm. each song, not just handing them an instrumental and being like, okay, you guys have fun. And that's, miraculously somehow this album came together even though there was three <laughs> producers because yeah. mikey clark did the first sessions with icp and twisted and then a few tracks with blaze and really took on that role of a producer and built the tracks and helped come up with the concepts and making the music mesh with the lyrics and then the tracks that were fritz those were done with fritz and twisted at the helm either right before or right after uh, freak show sessions somewhere in that area. And that was the same kind of thing. It was Fritz was there with twisted being like, okay, this is, you know, these are the, these are where the verses are going to be. This is what's going to build to the chorus, etc. And then with the Mike P tracks, the same thing, he sat down with all six of them by that point 
and help them guide all of their ideas into a cohesive piece and brought in the other tracks that in my mind, I'm thinking they were probably at least partially unfinished. And that's why you get Mars on a track like something. Now that's a good question. Like you bring up an interesting point. We talk about how the tracks are like, there's three eras, right? Like your Mike P your Mikey Clark, did they all start from scratch or did like Mike P pick up pieces or verses? Like that's an interesting question. I think there was probably concepts that the ICP and Twisted had for songs that ended up being Mike P tracks. Maybe they had a demo of it with Mike Clark and they wanted to finish it, but since they didn't have Mike Clark anymore, they had to rebuild the track or right. just start over. Probably because they were at, at that point they were looking at a little bit of a time crunch and they're like, well, we can't spend a year on this because we've already told people it's coming out. <laughs> we've already <laughs> spent three years on it. <laughs> God forbid they, you know, push anything back. Um, they're like the graphics so guy already has the, the cover. We got to go. Yeah. He's, he spent right. eons on it. That's why there's no track eons. listing. They're like, <laughs> they're they're right. they're the track listing. We got to yeah. just scrap it. Who cares? It was supposed yeah. to get sent to the studio, like, but it just got delayed a week. So just sitting in the warehouse on that Monday when I got back from Toledo is just a thousand back covers with nice art. And they're like, God damn it. What are we going to do with this? Uh, yeah, they certainly had ideas that they were starting with Mike Clark that ended up being the Mike P tracks. I'm sure that's a possibility. That's just um, interesting. Like, but, he, it's, Yeah. We think and of it I'm as saying, very cut and dry, but it's it's not as cut oh, and dry. That, no, that, I don't. If I think if you peeled back the curtain on psychopathic, their whole catalog, you would find probably half the albums have a story similar to this. Yeah, for sure. So drawn out and fucked up. Uh, but like I said, I, I will give Mike Clark all the credit in the world for this song. But I also give Mike P all the credit in the world for the album as a whole because to pull songs from all these different sessions with different members and then i'm I'm sure he did the final mix on you know most of them and probably added some vocals and whatnot somehow he managed to make it a more or less cohesive project and it's his it's his rookie endeavor it was his rookie endeavor he had done he hadn't done anything outside of a couple of random tracks that showed up on the pendulum and uh, forgotten freshness yeah i mean that's probably what sold them to give him the reins to the sixth, like, Oh, for sure. To, to, to complete, like you said, and make this a cohesive album. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, do you guys remember hearing any rumors about dark Lotus was supposed to be done with a rock band? I mean, I don't remember that... if that was before this album or after this album, like the word came out that that was going to be the plan. I don't remember where in the timeline that I heard that at, but I do remember, I think Jay probably because Jay's always the one running his mouth um, <laughs> had said at some point that life. they were going to bring in a rock band. And, and I don't know if this was a fan theory or if this was actually said somewhere, but I remember Godsmack's name being thrown around but, somehow. Was it like, yeah. Was it them just going on tour or doing a show or a song? Maybe like it may have just been a song, but now Maybe. we're getting into, like you said, there's so many different, varieties of that and there was like three six is going to be on a track and we're going to do this right. and we're going to do that like we're going to do it with an, with right. an orchestra like an, metallica a map, like the, this. a map to the necronomicon yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it was going to be a country album. I'm still waiting for that map. I have all five of the albums. There's I no say map. we do a tongue season next because that album is fire. Oh, Jesus Hell Christ. yeah. Hell yeah. Count okay. me in that one. <laughs> Although there's probably not much story there. It's just Isham. Look at Isham to tell his story, which is talk about someone who give another uh, another yeah. layer to their backstory. <laughs> Isham oh, can tell a story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he can tell a story. Well, we're not here for Isham, goddamn. Let's get back to it. Um, no, because Isham was out of the band by this point. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> Multiple times. So as we kind of alluded to this second part of the chorus, I kind of think it ties into the second verse. So go with me here. Maybe this is like too obvious, but I never picked up on it until I kind of was listening to this deeply this week. Is this a darker earlier version of the song miracles miracles oh 100 yeah yeah yes. like yeah. is that something that everyone already thought that like i i'm like oh I i'm smart as fuck well not always because it wasn't until the song miracles came out god obviously. damn it yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> but, but like also uh this duck island song fly away yeah it's same totally vibe. the same yeah the same thing the same stream of consciousness kind of abstract poetry let's just keep using yeah. that term because i think it really works for this i'd have to go back and like dissect the lyrics to that because i always just thought that was random where this one is definitely like everything he talks about is things that are for lack of a better word magical right like that are unexplainable like well, fly away is like that too is it's, it yeah I, I gotta yeah. re-listen to well, that n- next next year is your uh crack tiles season right <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. And listen to the Raining Diamonds playlist, Fly Away is on that playlist. So, Pete, oh, go back yeah. and listen to the own playlist we got. I will. Yeah. Check it out on Spotify. Search Juggalo Rewind, and you're right close. there in 2001. There you go. Um, yeah, you do a Doug Island season, I'm in. Uh, it may just be me and you. We're going to do it behind Chris's back. <laughs> oh, that was Doug Island. Nobody listening. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't mind this verse. I think it's interesting. Like you said, the, the flow is different. It's uh, Yeah, well, let's go know. back to that uh, post-chorus, as it's called here. Uh, why, when people witness magic, they'll ignore it and say it never happened? Only thing they believe is what's tragic. God throws it and nobody want to catch it. That's kind of the coolest part of the song, I think. Yeah, especially the, those first two lines. When people witness magic, they'll ignore it and say it never happened. Now, I don't know. I mean, that's that's just cool. People denying miracles. I don't really think that's a, a thing that happens in the world, at least not right now. But <laughs> uh, that there's any kind of miracles. <laughs> the miracle in our neck of the woods is that COVID is over. I don't know if it is by you, but it's officially is gone. It? Uh, I've, I've heard that. I've, I've heard that it is, but I don't believe it. I, I That's what they I, tell me. <laughs> You guys are timestamping this. We're not supposed to timestamp these episodes. Well, if people it listen matter, to it, I guess it'll it, always be. It's, it's going to last forever. So, yeah. right. it's fine. Also, just but for... No, for sure, like you were, sorry, like you were saying, that's, um, even like you said, the modern times, no one will believe anything unless it's tragic. Like, you always, always right. uh, explain away anything magical or, you know. Right. Like that, but you'll Nobody wants to think something tragic. It is kind of like a proto miracles song because the whole point of miracles being that, you know, nobody takes the time to sit back and really just appreciate all the wonders of of the world for what they are. You can call them miracles. They're 
I mean, obviously they're not miracles. They're just normal things that happen. But from an inquisitive mind, from you know, if you could appreciate it for what it is, if you could appreciate a sunset, if you could appreciate you know a full moon for what it is, then mm. this is kind of saying that same thing. I think it's cool. I'm not hating on it. No, it's hella cool. And it leads into the, the second verse perfectly. Yeah. I don't know. Anything in this uh, stick out to you, Chris? Any specific lines that you're enjoying? Oh, man, the whole thing. Jay, you're talking about Jay's whole verse here? Yeah. The, the whole thing. The moon follows both of us. Like, that's. I always dig. That's crazy imagery. <laughs> I, I literally, I'll sit on my couch and there'll be a full moon coming in through the window. And I'm like, I'm leaving the window open all night because I just love seeing it. Like in the fall, yeah. the moon glowing over everything. Like, yeah. But you know, it really does follow. Perfectly. It, it does follow everybody, no matter which direction you go, because it's always in the sky still. Right. So it's just kind of a, a neat way of looking at it. I know Chris likes the uh, Stonehenge blocks. Oh, man. Stonehenge. <laughs> we had a time getting it here. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how we did it. Yeah. And again, my, my favorite stole line. The, stole the, stole the uh, brick from the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> did they steal the Stonehenge block? They, uh, yeah, maybe maybe they chiseled. Maybe you got confused. We explained they just chiseled off part of that Stonehenge block that old Kyle Cochran was building mass width and silver maybe it was a stonehenge block but it was cut like into the shape of a pyramid and that's where the confusion came from true yeah they had a little diamond of it so here's the the most incredible deepest (laughs) most impactful important part of this whole song and possibly the whole album fucking lightning bugs (laughs) (laughs) fucking lightning that could be the line that like I remember most. That's funny. Yeah, fucking light. That's that's the the magnets line of the song. It really is. <laughs> you guys went ahead of me. I was going with weather causes aches. Like <laughs> just like old people with their joints when yeah. the weather changes. Oh, it's gonna rain tomorrow. My knees acting up. Like just oh, yeah. like what late twenties Jay talking about <laughs> weather yeah, causes right. aches. It cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Ma- then just goes magic after like yeah. Not, magic. Body. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the weather causes me aches, but it's been messing it's with your, my your sinuses. By the extended warranty. <laughs> oh. Though the line after that—that's a fucking good one. Music, love, the unseen drugs. The unseen like drugs. for sure, those two things you can't explain them. Music and no. love, or lightning bugs. No <laughs> lightning bugs. How do they it's work? Fucking magic everywhere in this bitch. There is. <laughs> Rings of Saturn, clearly a wrestling reference. <laughs> no, it's not. He's <laughs> Perry Saturn fan. Um, we get a yeah. we get an Amityville Hypnosis, reference, which was a real. ESP. We get a House of Crazies reference here. ESP. <laughs> now we're all stretching. <laughs> you made fun of me for a wrestling reference. Now you're all stretching. <laughs> Unknown magic. objects flying. That's not magic. magic. UFOs aren't magic. They're just. How do you know? What we do know they is they're ma- not Russian. They might be using magic. <laughs> you're t- you're Russian telling me proof that they don't have that swamp gas. You're, t- you're telling me that I'm time stamping and you're talking about <laughs> Russian military. All right. Circle crops. 
Not crop hey, circles. Yeah. Circle crops. Little, little red. <laughs> that is fauna. What an idiot. <laughs> well, how else are you going to rhyme it with Stonehenge blocks? <laughs> he at least fixes it come uh, the, the, the calm, calm, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So we get a little uh, local reference in here, Pete. We got Northern Lights. That's a uh, the, Michigan the, phenomenon. The, oh, I thought you were talking about the it, Northern it Lights Lounge. Well, you know, Midwest, right? Isn't that a Midwestern thing? I don't know. I think it's like Minnesota, Michigan, all it's, that area. It's mostly like Arctic thing. Canada. Suppose, supposedly uh, the Northern Lights have been visible here in Washington, although it's always raining, so we don't know. I thought you meant the Northern Lights Lounge. Oh, I seen we seen Zug Island there. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, speaking of Zug Island, I thought the Northern Lights were just the toxic gases coming out of Zug Island. Well, that's the the southern part. We're talking oh. north. Yeah, side. you gotta be you gotta be in the uh, the UP for the northern lights. So, uh, mid Michigan, a little higher mid Michigan. Depending on the day, you might be able to catch them. I never caught them, but I know Aaron and then my cousin caught them up in a, a late night up north. So you what's can catch easy, What's mid- easier to catch, the northern lights or the the wolf man? No, that was the, that was straight up Sasquatch. The dog boy. We have violent dog boy. Dog boy. Wasn't that the guy that was uh, used to run with uh, Cottonmouth Kings? Dog boy. Pekalika. what? I have no idea what you two are talking about. This is probably a good time to move on. It's um, magic. It is magic. You <laughs> stop. <laughs> Um, Cry and Mary statues. That's another cool one. Remember that from that? That, that doesn't really happen anymore. People would no, see like, well, yeah, blood those, coming out of Mary's eyes. Yeah, those are miracles. I know. Those, those are, are always legit, cool. They don't do that anymore. Legit miracles. Those and like uh, Jesus toast. I was about to say when you see Jesus like in something. Yeah, now right, the new, yeah. news is a little filled with other stuff. Not we don't uh, got time for the fun yeah. stuff. No. Right. You don't get those news stories every once in a while. But you did back in 2001. You get those often. I straight up listened to a podcast. It was about the 90s, and it was about the Jesus tortilla. It was a 45-minute <laughs> podcast about the woman who found the Jesus tortilla. It was awesome. Yeah, who talks about stuff that in-depth that doesn't need to be? <laughs> so how do you feel about Blackest Magic Leave My Soul? Um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. This is probably I a don't good... I want that shit in my soul. No, you don't. Fuck you and this bullshit. But that's what this is, you know. Satanic black magic. Sick shit. Don't mind me, I'm eating dinner now. <laughs> That's okay. We can we can work through your eating. Sorry for uh I try not to chew too loud in the mic. <laughs> we appreciate you uh, talking to us while you eat, so um <laughs> so as we said, you know, we went through Jay's verse and then he goes into his I, chorus. I gotta stop po- I gotta stop you one more time. Fuck me, come on. A to Z lyrics. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> So it says pyramids, circle crops, hunted Tony Stone hedge crops. Under Tony Hawks? Hunted Tonyed Stone hedge crops. Undead Tony Hawk? How's that not a thing? That's cool. This all makes sense. Yeah, that, that's that part of the concept. Done. When they went to Egypt and uh, went and broke into the pyramids, they found the, a mummy. Of Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they accidentally brought him back to life. And then he was chasing him all through through uh through through the city, through Cairo. Right? 
through the city. It, the city off of it, it was kind of like the Mummy Three, right? <laughs> Except for it was Tony Hawk in Egypt. I don't mummy remember. Reference. Yeah, was, <laughs> I don't remember there being a Mummy Three. Was everyone yeah. still in it? Same people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one they were in. Uh, they were in Japan. Whoa. I've only seen the first one just to go see The Rock as a very bad CGI scorpion man. That was the the second one, right? That was the second one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what happened in the first one? I know. It's been a long time. Yeah, the the first one was just normal, and then two and the Scorpion King (laughs) were like back to back. See, I thought thought he appeared in the first one as like the scorpion, but like it was like for a real bad brief moment. That's all I've seen. that was at the end of two, maybe. I think. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Because that led in the Scorpion King. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch those. It's been a while. All right. Well, Join us next season for the Scorpion King rewatch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad well, we're that wasting in. time. That so if, if, you, if, you, if you start Tales from the Lotus Pod right at the, uh, <laughs> the opening credits of The Mummy. And- Could you imagine? Yeah, that's we that's need, the new Pink Floyd Wizard of Oz. We do. Mm-hmm. We need to tie 100%. together. There is going to be Chris's next project tying a Juggalo album to a to a movie. Hell yeah, let's do it. I hope it's my cousin Vinny. <laughs> or the, Ooh. Okay. Anywho, what album I, would that be? <laughs> um, we have Uncle Louie in the Juggalo world, so maybe Uncle Louie, cousin Vinny. <laughs> Can I move on, or are we going to keep no. talking about this? God, be hurry this thing up. Um, God, why are you taking so long? Another chorus, another another part of the chorus. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that we didn't mention, and Chris, I want to get your opinion on this. The last line on all of Jay's uh, choruses, Blackest Magic, Watch You Cower, Bite Your Tongue at Holy Bower. What do you, what do you pick up from that? Uh, you pick the up holy bower is uh, like a temple built for um, pre-Christianity deities, right? So yeah, it's it's like a sacred space. Yeah, it's not no, necessarily a temple, but it's a a sacred space. But for it's for um, n- like non-Christianity uh, gods, right? Like it's uh, um, it, pre- yeah, it has its temple. roots in, in in yeah, like pre-Christianity pagan religions, probably pagan. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. pagan gods. That that's that's what I believe, right? Uh, yeah, that's you, what a bower is. So, you guys are way ahead of me. So yeah, I always, and not that I'm like super into this, but isn't the bower like in a card game? Is that is that euchre or is that? I don't know. That's how I always are heard. We, are it. we on blackjack again? I think we are. There's lots Black-ish of jack. Hit me, hit me. <laughs> All right, never mind. Fuse this with the Jekyll brothers. So let's change it to, to magic instead of jack. Uh, the other thing I need to look into, uh, which I'm assuming the lyrics on Genius are correct. So for the second, what we're calling post-chorus, it has the backwards lines being backwards, where on the first oh, yeah. one, it doesn't. Like, is, Does that mean they're both different, or are they mirror images of, of each other? I don't know. As we always say... Give us money and we'll make this our job and we'll double check yeah, we, all this stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll make a note of it and we'll, uh, we'll clean that up. Do you really need to know though, if they said it backwards in the second chorus in the, in the wrap up show? But. I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he said it backwards in the first post chorus. Why do people witness 
Well, um, yeah, and the first one I remember being magic. Happy. Magic, yeah. But I don't, yeah, then the second one that I can't remember if it's backwards, but it probably is. It I must be. Well, there's. I don't trust genius, but I trust mustard, and he's the one that went through this. <laughs> well, must mushy mustard. I don't believe is on this track at all anywhere. Let's see, annotation by X minus X. That's oh, uh, Eric. That's Eric from the uh, ICP with weed. Okay, he's the so worst. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. Mushy Ooh, mustard is on here too. Yeah, okay, mushy so. mustard is on there too. Yeah. So if he if he and, confirmed it, it's good. Yeah, he's, he's at a point now. He, he's at a point now he's high enough in the uh in the genius hierarchy that he actually approves annotations so he's the man he's we've been that's more so than dark lotus i think our discovery this season is like genius and the different levels of people on there yeah <laughs> yeah mushy mustard yeah he just just recently like in the last year attained uh that status at genius where he's able to accept or delete annotations and everything because he was just uh, transcribing lyrics and annotating and then he did enough to where he uh, was able to up his status a little bit i mean that's cool i don't uh yeah i've, I've done like one or two so i think it's cool that he's done yeah. as many as he has yeah i've put on some annotations and he's cleaned all of them up <laughs> <laughs> made him make more sense which is cool but uh yeah he's basically the overseer of icp on genius which is super cool season one we discovered scott sumner Season two, we're discovering the Mustard Man. So, <laughs> mustard Man. Who wants to come out and be our uh, surprise in season three? You got to tune in in a couple weeks or a couple three. months. For the Zaga uh, season. <laughs> yes. Uh, so now we're on the, oh my God, third verse, uh, which again is a Monoxide, Jamie, and Shaggy verse, which... Honestly, I find the less memorable than the first one. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it's, it's this is shorter. Yeah. Is there any real difference? Is it just that like, to be honest at this point, am I skipping? Like, you know, cause I'm like, oh, it's just repeating itself. Like I, I just, even reading it, it doesn't, doesn't ring a bell to me at all. Mm, it kind of, kind so, of comes in at a weird spot because you have that chorus and the chorus is super memorable. And it's long. And then you just have this, it ends up being a half of a verse. And then you get the backwards thing from Jay. And then you get the last four lines of the verse as normal. And then back to the chorus. So it's kind of sandwiched in there. It almost doesn't even feel like a verse. Yeah. And the last four after that Jay part is just a repeat from the first mm -hmm. one. So it's. Which yeah. we could call a pre-chorus if we wanted to. I mean. They Why do switch not? up the end though, because it goes from wicked spirits to holy spirits, right? Ooh. Which is kind of cool. Let the holy spirits. Well, I think that makes let sense. The, let the, the holy spirits rave. It does say rave, so they yeah. party. The yeah. holy spirits. They're partying. partying. The holy spirits are partying. Um, whereas the uh, the wicked spirits are waving, like they're waving goodbye, bye. Um, <laughs> so the, that first verse is like they're they're chanting. They're casting a spell. It's all just evil imagery. It's scary. It's spooky. Evil imagery. They're summoning something, casting a spell. And then Violent J says, Black is magic, leave my soul. He runs through the chorus and he's just like trying to ward off the black magic. He's saying, No, twisted, shaggy, quit casting those spells here. This is no good. This is my holy bower. Keep that black magic away from me. And then 
he he laments about people witnessing magic and saying it's not true. And then he starts talking about the cool stuff, the miracle stuff, the the moon, the pyramids, the circle crops, the uh, fucking lightning bugs. Of course, again, and then we get back, <laughs> and then we get back to the chanting, which is you know more wicked imagery, more evil imagery, uh, summoning something, and then you get Violent J's uh, little backwards thing, which if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and read it out. You go right ahead. The six, the six Joker's card will be followed by the end of time itself. It will consume us all, which sounds familiar. That's on the liner notes of all the Joker's cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, just, fair, to, no, to not all of them. Well, yeah, yeah. No. Um, when I wrote this out, cause I like looked at it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to write it out. I definitely wrote it backwards. Like I went line by line and didn't realize that the whole thing was reversed. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. This doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I'm like followed oh. by the end of time. What the hell? Oh, right. six Joker's. <laughs> So he's reminding everybody that, hey, the Six Jokers Guard is coming up. This is what the Dark Lotus is here to prepare everybody for, for the end of time that the Jokers Guards will bring. And we're warding off all the evil energy, all the evil black magic. We're warding it off. Yeah, this whole concept is wicked and it's it's horrorcore, it's wicked shit, it's scary. But the message that we're giving you is that we're trying to ward off all the evil spirits. We're trying to get rid of and keep away all the bad stuff, all the black magic, and then bring in the the holy spirits. To rave. To rave. Glow sticks and all. Glow sticks and all, that's right. I think this is like... Uh... One of the levels in like the early Super Mario Brothers where Jay is just going through and it's like, oh, here's he fights off all the evil. And then in this like 1.2, he's doing his thing. And oh, here comes them again in 1.3. And well, this is definitely the, the subterranean level that with the music that goes dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's, laughs> this is well. definitely that. Uh, what do you think, Chris? What do you got about this? Anything? Uh, no, that that nailed it for sure. Like you said, all the way up until Jay dropping that line to like ward it off, stop it, get the uh, the sixth ready. They do have dog backwards. We'll call back to them barking dogs, <laughs> right? Yeah, the other backwards words in there are uh, ravens, which a lot of imagery on this album with uh, ravens and crows. Another ECW um, reference. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a little Brandon Lee reference. <laughs> Um, and also if, if you don't befriend the crows in your neighborhood and feed them every once in a while and talk to them, you're an asshole. <laughs> Chris um, feeds the rats. He does no, not skin I, them. I, I thought I accidentally caught a, uh, a crow in the rat trap, but Ooh. it was, a, it was a sparrow. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. They, they've been digging up the sewers around here. So a bunch of rats nested in my neighbor's underneath my neighbor's Ooh. deck. So I've been hunting them. Ugh. I didn't skin them though. Ooh, no, no, no. You got to peel. Rats. You got to peel cats. Peel cats. <laughs> oh yeah, feed the rats. Skin the cats. Right. Sorry, that was peel a long time ago. <laughs> the other, yeah, like you said, dog is reversed, and then for some reason, uh, after dig Solomon, dig dig. Jay says, "Children, dig your grave. Be my slave. Let the Holy Spirit's rave." Weird. So that's a really weird, random little line in there. 
I'm curious though. Do you enjoy your monkey blood, sweet and hot? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweet and hot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. T- take me to my spot. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's right. I think the word is cave. Like his spot is a cave. That makes it's, more it's sense. Just a, oh, yeah. it, cave. I mean, is this Mr. Mackey here? I mean, okay, not- what, I'm- <laughs> what I'm talking about might save your life someday. Okay. Okay, Mr. Mackey. Okay. 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 Mustard. I'm sorry. I take umbrage with that. That is oh, not the no. right word. Oh Jesus. Well, we're not here to disparage uh, the mustard man, so no, no. Thank you, mustard. We appreciate your hard work and dedication, um, but I just have to tell you that particular word is wrong. I'd like to take this point to mention that from this verse until the very end of the song is a minute and nine seconds. (laughs) Of I spoke too soon. The very beginning, I said we don't have Jay (laughs) rambling on to end it. It's funny that it's called chorus, bridge, <laughs> chorus again, uh, and then outro. Uh, outro. I, I don't know. I think this is all pretty much the same except for the bridge. Well, would you agree that that should be talked about? Right. Yeah. Everything else is yeah. repeating the same thing over and over. So the bridge, yeah. since you two have read yours, I might as well read this one. We're all taking turns here. The bridge is backwards of Jay saying, may God bless Mike E. Clark, ICP, Twisted, and most of all, all Juggalos and everyone at Psychopathic Records, even you. May God bless Mike E. Clark, ICP, Twisted, and most of all, all Juggalos and everybody at Psychopathic Records, even you. Even you. That's Even you. Is he talking to me? <laughs> Very specific. Even you. I'll be not you the way you're shit talking this track. Right? I'm just saying it's not my favorite. They can't all be your favorite. We can't be you. They can't all be zingers. Come on. <laughs> they can't all be zuggers. Top, top half, top middle, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> my name's Chris. I can't talk shit about anything. So. Wow. I had some lower what, half What ones. did you guys drag me into here? <laughs> Lovers quarrel. (laughs) No, that's when you get stuck in our texts and you don't know who's who. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You do a good job of putting up with us, even though, you know, I imagine us thinking we're funny and you thinking that we're stupid, but that's okay. Well, I I, I won't, I won't peel back that curtain. It's not important. (laughs) Jesus. That's not a no. (laughs) That was not a no. Oh, so no, no, you guys are fine. You guys are fine. I have fun. This is this is good stuff. This is what we're. I here will for do your podcast anytime. Well, that's why we call upon you. Um, we call upon your gods. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> my mind. Um. So that's the song. I mean, lots of chorus, lots of outro. Right. But that reverse message brings back the whole point of what I was saying about warding off the evil, flushing out the the black magic, and asking God to bless everybody all the jugglers and get ready for the sixth because the holy spirits are gonna party <laughs> and then literally the next song's talking about drinking people's blood <laughs> i mean how else do you party but there we go. Party. now right. you're just don't feed into chris's manifesto so i, I shouldn't have even said that <laughs> i tell you what though the six release parties they did not live up to the hype that this uh, outro gave of Holy Spirit's raving because the no. <laughs> pajama party at St. Andrews was very boring. 
Yeah, have we told that story on the podcast? No, I don't know we'll if we have. We'll save that for the sixth. Okay. I have a very distinct memory of those two nights because they ran them two nights, right? Like across the country? Yeah. Yeah, I have a distinct memory of that, which pretty much buries everyone, all of our friends. So. Including me? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to save it, so we'll save it. So, yeah, that is Black Magic. Not uh, untitled, but Black Magic. Not Caleb Kajim? I always feel like it says cigar because it starts, you know, C C I D. Yeah, that's my first thought when I look at it, too. Chris has trouble reading front to back. Don't try to make him read something backwards. (laughs) Maybe it works better that way. It may. Let's see. So we did the lyrical deep dive Uh, real quick. I can't imagine they've ever done this live. Have they? They had to have at that first gathering performance because didn't they do pretty much the whole album? That's what we've talked about. And I think they didn't. We'll pull up a track listing by the end of this year. But yeah, I I started watching it because there's a bootleg in four or five parts throughout YouTube. It's all up there. And I started rewatching it. I, I don't remember if this is on there between memories and that. I can't yeah. pull it out. They start with like a few Lotus tracks and then they just go into like all like crew and like old school twisted tracks is really where it goes. And then I kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's my memory of the Hatchet Rising tour, too, is that the Dark Lotus set was mostly ICP and Twisted collab tracks like uh, Spin the Bottle and Hound Dogs and stuff. Yeah, That's the one I just watched recently on. On YouTube as well. It had to be gathering maybe 03, 04. I don't know. It didn't say. But yeah, same thing. Handful of songs and then Hound Dogs, Spin the Bottle, pretty much all those. And then it looped back into Lotus. But I just, I don't know. This seems like a very live track to me. I don't know. But maybe. Uh, um, I'm actually looking right now. There's a website that has a set list for most of the tours. Well, while you do that, me and Chris will lament about uh, the spot and juggalo culture of the song. What do you think, Chris? Does it have I, a place? I, th- I think it does just because it was the song they put out leading up to the album. I think you have to give it some some recognition on that level because it was the one that you most people first heard leading into this album. I would tend to agree, even though I'm joking about it, saying I think it's the worst song on the CD, that... It, you, when I see it, I'm like, that was the single. Like, that's yeah. the first thing I think of. So, it takes you back to going, like I said, going to the website, getting excited, waiting for it to pop up. There's a, a weird point in time where I specifically remember their singles and their samplers, sometimes not picking the best songs. And I'm like, I don't know. They could have done a better job with that. They, they but, do that a lot with singles. I mean, I always yeah. go back to Echo Brothers. Another love song was the big single they put off that album. That does not. No, they, yeah, that's you know, that's a weak single. And then to film a video, and the video is pretty cool, but it yeah, has it nothing to do with the song. Uh, I tend to think that most of their singles are the simplest, catchiest songs, which is pretty obvious for why. But like as far as like the music and the beats, most of their singles are so repetitive and so simple i mean like another love song it's just it's two chords you know lifted off of a beck song and it's just kind of droning beat you know you look at uh in in your face which is actually a really good song and that actually worked out as a great single 
Um, uh, Fuck the so World maybe, was maybe, the other single, maybe right? Full of shit. Yeah, that one, it, same thing. It's a really simple beat, and it's just, it's remarkable in that you, once you hear it, you will always remember it. You will always recognize it. So that's what makes a good single. Uh, but I guess what I'm thinking of is more like the the other psychopathic albums, like off of uh, Twisted's Man, Myth, and Mutant. The single on that was Story of Our Lives, which mm-hmm. is a cool-ass song, and it's got a, a cool beat and cool lyrics. But if you really look at it in relationship to the other songs on those two albums, it's kind of the most simple and kind of unremarkable, even though it's catchy. I mean, it's catchy as fuck, but when you really look at it from a musical standpoint, it's like, oh, this is just, you know one droning bass line through the whole thing and it's just a verse chorus verse chorus is nothing really breaks it up but i think that's probably by design because they want their first singles off of every album to be something catchy mm-hmm. uh fun fact chris did you know that story of our lives was the uh the theme song for ross's podcast our boy ross i did not yeah him and his girlfriend had a podcast and that was the uh that was the intro dope Fun fact, if everyone yeah, wants to go out there and... What's the name of it? Uh, and That Is Why We're Here, I think <clears> is the <throat> name of it. So, go give that a listen. Um, yeah, so where were we? Oh, yeah, historical lines, spot and juggalo culture. Uh, I think we kind of touched on the lines that stick out, right? Like Fucking lightning bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Like, that That puts a nail in it right there. That's yeah, what right. I remember. It's magic. Or the heckle Jekyll Lucifer or whatever, like that always sticks out. I've been singing that to myself. Sullivan, dig, dig. Yeah. Nothing on a t-shirt, nothing on a chant, but I can't chant. I bugs on a shirt. We'll work on that. A lotus cross and then it just says fucking lightning bugs. That'd be dope. Or if it just says it's magic. Just a shirt with all the shit they mentioned and a giant collage all over the fucking place. <laughs> all over the print shirt of lightning bugs, Stonehenge, pyramids, oh, the old lady's a... bum-ass knee. Oh, you know what? That's an interesting idea. Uh, my homie Rob does uh, does uh, AI art where you feed in – It's uh, God, what is it called? It's called uh, – oh, no, I can't even remember what it's called, but the it's a, it's a web – or it's a – software based off of uh, uh, Van Gogh um, inspired art. And so what it is, what it is, is you type in keywords and then it takes, it does, it has an AI thing. I hope I'm explaining this right. It pulls (laughs) images from, from the, from the internet that match those keywords. And then it like meshes them together into like abstract art. Oh man, we have to do it for this song. Fucking (laughs) wild. It's, it's absolutely why I will bring this up to him and I will definitely make him do that for this song. Um, he There's so the, many random things you could plug in. Off oh this. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, if you guys uh, have seen the, uh, the compilation uh, album that I put out from, uh, from all my homies on discord. Um, it's called discord in rhythm. It's on my band camp. The cover was done by Rob in that style. And oh, we cool. just fed him like the whole, you know, uh, keywords like discord and, uh, uh, all the names of the artists that were involved and uh, just some of the, the lyrical themes that were used throughout some of the songs and fed them all into this thing. And it's just this crazy mashed up image of, I don't even know, there's like clocks in there, but they're all like warped and it's just really wild. This is going to be like Chris's uh, chest tattoo coming. I can just see you having <laughs> a huge chest piece of all these like fillers. If you, yeah. if you get us to a Patreon and 
pay us to do this podcast, I'll get a tattoo in my chest. Damn, you heard it here. You heard it. How does that work? Just made some money. Why does that money go to you to get a tattoo? I mean, I'll pay for the tattoo. I'm just saying, if this becomes our full time job, I'll get it tattooed. Whatever it is, like you were demon face, like it's gonna come out of the mirror at the end of the season. (laughs) Literally, like Dan Housen's tattoo on his chest. Isn't that like a demon with the wings? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Spooky, but he likes Dark Lotus. Um. (laughs) All right, so we've come to that point, I think. I don't even know. Do we even have to do this? Voting for an MVP of the track? Like, yeah, is you this have even to do it for every song. Is this even fair? Yeah. Oh, I've already got mine. All right, well, if you've got yours, go ahead. What is your vote for? Uh, we should mention, before we go too far, that we will all have a vote here for MVP of the track. And then if you, the listener, want to go to Twitter, check the pinned tweet, or like Chris says, you can call the hotline, 810-666-1570, and leave your vote, which, while recording, we actually got a vote. Yeah. Whoa. So, um, yeah, leave your vote. We will tally the votes, and then at the end of the season, we'll see who the Dark Lotus Tales from the Lotus Pod MVP is so everyone gets a point, everyone gets a vote. So now we have an extra vote here because Mr. Jiggles is with us. So, since you are so antsy, who is your MVP for Black Magic? Mike Clark. What? No, you can't pick Mike. I know, I know. I'm fucking with you. I tried doing that earlier in the season. Pete shot me. I know you did. If, if he has the Lotus tattoos, we will go back and edit this and count that. But Does Mars have a Lotus tattoo? I wouldn't doubt it, but I don't know for sure. Did they we'll get all those tattoos out. before or after? I don't know. Okay, my, my real answer is... Really? Yeah. I know he, he, he doesn't have much on the song like at all, but just the sound of his voice makes the song for me. He just cuts through those verses and All right. he stands out. I give him a vote. All right. What do you say, Chris? I, uh, I was almost in the exact same realm, but after a few re-listens and digging in, I'm going with a... I think that I am going to agree with Chris... And I am go- oh, I shouldn't have said that, but that's okay. I am going also. Um, yeah, I mean, you could you could say Mars for having the uh, the audacity to not be involved in this track. Well, yeah, that's if we're if we're saying who the luckiest member of Lotus is. So there's that. We got the MVP, and then as we said, go to Twitter, cast your vote, and let us know who you think the MVP is. I've said this already, but I'm curious what you two have to say before we wrap this up. Where do you rank this song on Tales from the Lotus Pond? Chris, you want to go first? No, well, let's let's let the guest let Jiggles go with. Why do I even bother steering the fucking ship if (laughs) you two are just going to take over? Man, you got hot on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Um,. I don't know. It's it's definitely not one of my favorite songs on the album. But again, it's not bad either. I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of neutral to it as far as it, it being on the album. I I like it where it comes up on the album, 
it kind of slows things down and you know after we danced and it brings it into a more somber kind of thing and before it kind of picks back up with uh giving that blood so i think the placement of it is really good for pacing i agree with that yeah it's kind of the first like really somber like dark well i don't want to say dark but the first like slower more uh meandering song after a bunch of hype tracks um, so I really like the placement of it. And I think all in all, it's a great track. Um, but the problem is that this album is full of great tracks. So it kind of falls by the wayside. If I think of this album, this is one of the songs I think of off the bat because it it kind of embodies what early Dark Lotus is to me. But at the same time, if I think of one of my favorite songs on the album, this doesn't come up. So I don't know, that's, that's a long, long-winded way of saying it's about mid-tier. Mid-low for the album. What about you, Chris? Exactly where I was going to go. I was thinking, you know, in the middle, you know, I know people get really mad when I say it's in the middle because I don't give it above or below, but I'm going to say lower middle. It's it's above a few tracks. It stands out. I kind of dig it. But like uh, like you mentioned, uh, there's so many ones I love on this. Now, if I'm just going off of as we move along here, there's definitely uh, more that I liked up until this, you know, Track six, I would put it on the, the bottom end of those first six tracks. I think. Oh, it, for sure, yeah. I think it sits sits above a few that we're gonna hit later, but yeah, upper upper lower. Upper <laughs> lower. <laughs> That's Thank about the you. same as as mid low. <laughs> low mid, upper lower. I can't take either one of you. <laughs> Tune in next week for Chris and Jiggles talking about the rest of the CD while I give up and I start my crack tiles or paradigm season. So yeah, I joked about it, but I, I think this is literally the last bottom bottom for me, but maybe I'll find something different. So we'll, we'll see as the season goes on and we'll get back to everyone. Um, so we have to wrap this up here fairly quickly. We've droned on for way longer than we had three to. sessions. <laughs> um, real quick, everyone kind of knows where to find us and what we do. But Mr. Jiggles, if you want to give us all your information so that people can follow you and and do all that fun stuff, the floor is yours. Sure. Um, Everything that I do and I'm involved in um, on a public um, online way is uh, on my link tree. Um, you can find it um, under Jiggles, J-I-G-G-L-Z. Uh, but most importantly, check out my Bandcamp. That's also Jiggles, J-I-G-G-L-Z, slash, how's that go? It's jiggles.bandcamp.com. <laughs> <laughs> or if you just go to Bandcamp, you look up Jiggles, or you look up Grey Note Records. That's my record company. Ish. Um, Ish. And I've got I've got a ton of music on there. I, it's almost all of it is old vault shit that I recorded 15, 20 more years ago. Um, I've got a few other artists that I've that I'm promoting on there. Right now, I'm I'm just emptying out my vault before I start recording new stuff. Um, I'm putting out one release every month this year. Um, by the time this episode airs, I will have just released uh, Sunday Sessions, which is a, an acoustic EP of songs I recorded last summer. And that's going to be like the newest stuff so far that I've released. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Um, Green Out Records, Jiggles on Bandcamp. Um, I'm on Instagram, the homie Jiggles. Um, hit me up. 
That's all I got. That's it. I've, That's uh, it. I, I follow your music and, uh, I've noticed that a lot of, it's funny that like we, me and Chris have like all of our quote unquote, like juggalo friends for over the years. It's funny seeing them follow you, you following them. Like <laughs> I, I noticed like that we're connecting a web of like, yeah, it's only a handful of people, but it's funny seeing our worlds like crashing together a little bit. So oh, for sure. Yeah. K fresh. I've, I've, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've known about him for a long time because I listened to his podcast back in the day, the Fresh is the Word. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just thought it was wild that you guys were friends. And I was like, holy shit, that's cool. Oh, we're going to bleep that out. We don't need to give him any more props <laughs> than he needs. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Sorry about but yeah, that. But no, it's just like I see just little you stuff here, like that. Fresh cool. is not the word. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boy, Kelly. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else to uh, tie up here, Chris? With Black Magic or the homie Jiggles? No. Uh, Blackjack. No, uh, yeah, we a little round of Blackjack as we uh, close out here, maybe. We should go to the <laughs> casino. I haven't right. been to the casino in a long time. You have casinos out by you? You have local... Uh, yeah. Or legal gambling? Yeah, there, there's tons. There's uh, the Emerald Queen, which is huge. It's like... I don't know. It's enormous. They have probably a dozen different casinos around here. There's Muckle Shoot. They're all uh, uh, tribal owned, and there's some really, really big ones. Yeah, I haven't hit one in years. So I'm not yeah, a casino. I, don't, I, I, don't I like, go, a I like going guy. and I like walking around and just watching. I'm a people yeah. watcher at the casino. Yeah, yeah. The I'm only casino a... I I'll, I'll take part in is uh, it's got uh, De Niro and. Uh, Oh jeez, oh, we don't we don't have enough time for this. No, now we no. have to go. There's a uh, Patreon episode. The three that, of us. That's next season. season. That's just watching that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got to wrap this up. Everyone knows where to find us, where to call us, where to email us. I would like to thank our good friend, Mister Jiggles, for joining us, and then next week, join us once again for the next track. We're gonna do a little dancing. Do a little give me that blood. So for Chris and Jiggles, I'm trying to get through this. These two are killing me. <laughs> we will magic. see everyone next week on the Juggalo Rewind. Thank you. All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use.